This is the Arise Ministries Collective Podcast, where we seek to equip and encourage the body of Christ in biblical truth and understanding. We believe that when women have an authentic and growing relationship with Jesus Christ, they become powerful and influential vessels for the kingdom. And that's what this space is for, to hear and tell stories of God's faithfulness and to learn from ordinary women living extraordinarily for God's glory. Let's join host Lisa Da Silva for this episode of Arise Online. Welcome to Arise Online. This is Lisa Da Silva, and I've been waiting to interview our guest today, Lucy Westlake, ever since a friend told me about her a few months ago. We actually wanted to have her as a guest during International Women's Month to hear her story and recognize her many achievements as an 18-year-old, 18-year-old adventurer. But she was in Africa with really bad Wi-Fi, not surprising for the adventurer that she is. Lucy is the youngest woman to summit the highest peaks in all 50 states. She is on her way to breaking even more records, and I am excited to talk to her about her goals, the things that motivate her, and find out a little bit about the why behind her mission. So welcome to the show, Lucy. Thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor to be here. Yeah, so (laughs) you graduated from high school early, and you just returned from an extended time in, was it Kenya and Uganda? Yes. Yeah. I was in Kenya mostly and Uganda as well. And you've actually only been home for a handful of days before (laughs) you set off to leave again for Nepal. And so we're just really grateful that you set aside this time for us. I have a lot of questions for you, but I want to use that recent trip, that one to Kenya and Uganda, as a launching point for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. So what you were doing there and also why you're taking off again and heading to Nepal. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just wanted to start with a little background about myself. Um, So I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky with parents who really had a heart to serve the Lord and leading mission trips. And they wanted to give this serving attitude to me and my brother. So when I was five years old, my parents began leading family mission trips so that they could take us along. And it was actually on one of these mission trips where everything basically began. Um, And so this mission trip, I was seven years old and it was in Lynch, Kentucky. And someone just happened to say to my parents, um, like, hey, the highest point in Kentucky is just up the road. It's beautiful. You guys should really check it out. So we've always been an adventurous family, so we did. We thought that sounded like a great idea. And standing on the top of all of Kentucky with the U.S. geological marker, uh, they always have a marker marking the highest point. So really just doing that, being on the top of a state, just was really a great feeling, really cool. Um, so after that, we were like, oh, we should do more of these. Like, are there more state high points? And on our way back to our home in Louisville, we were researching, mostly my mom. She's a big researcher. 
And she just started looking up and learning about these state high points. So both me and my brother were homeschooled all throughout elementary school. And my mom and dad were always looking for educational opportunities, such as, the, um, such as traveling to different state high points. So that following summer, we actually drove out to Oregon to visit family and decided to map out a route to all these state high points along our way. And that's really where my mountain climbing journey began. It kind of started um, along a, on a mission trip, which I always think it's just connected back to God, which is really, really amazing. But the reason I led with this story is because mountain climbing is actually how I got to Africa the first time at age 13. When I was three years old, my mom and I packed a Samaritan's Purse Operational Christmas Child Box, which basically is a, is a way to give presents to kids who would otherwise not receive any Christmas presents. So I included a drawing in my shoebox and a letter that asked whoever received the package to write me back. And months later, I received a letter on our doorstep um, from Uganda. So my hat box, um, really actually just my letter, uh, but that's like a whole other story altogether, um, which is an incredible God story as well. But my letter had been received by a family halfway around the world in Uganda who had a girl my age, my exact age. So ever since I can remember, I've had a pen pal in Uganda named Faith. And communication was simple at first. We were both really young, so it was more just a drawing here and there. But slowly we began to learn to write each other and discover more about each other's worlds, which were so incredibly different. And I still remember the letter uh, when I learned that Faith's village lived without clean water. And she described how she, along with other women and children, walked two miles every day to fetch water from a hole in the ground that they shared with animals. So, yeah, just learning about that, that my pen pal was going through this incredible burden uh, just to get clean water, something I'd never thought twice about. Um, that was something that it was just a burden on my heart. I didn't know what to think about that. I wanted to help her uh, so badly, but I was I was like eight years old. I didn't know what to do. Um, I didn't know how to help her. Um, so I just kind of begged my parents. I was like, I, I want to go to Africa. I want to go see her. Um, but my family is not rich. So we didn't really have the money to just up and go to Africa. And plus, we didn't have a plan on how to help her or her village. So my mom just told me every time I asked, uh, she said, we can't go now, but keep praying uh, to God about it. And he will lead you there one day. And let's just say she was right. <laughs> she knew what she was talking about. So when I was 12, this is kind of where the two stories combine, the mountain climbing and my pen pal, the water story. So when I was 12 years old, I set the record as the youngest female to climb the lower 48 U.S. state high points. And I was 
so proud um, to have accomplished that. It took me seven or five years to do that. But really, my goal was to climb all 50 high points, to be the youngest girl to climb all 50. So Alaska's highest mountain is Denali, and it is one of the most difficult mountains in the world to climb. So when my dad started calling different guiding companies and asking if he and I could join on one of their trips, because me and my dad are climbing partners, we do all the mountains together. Um, But when the companies found out I was 13, they were like, no way, like, absolutely no way. They basically only take people that are over 18. Um, But my dad kept calling and calling. And finally, one company said that if I climb a mountain over 18,000 feet to prove that my body can handle high altitude, then they would guide me on Denali. So there's not many easily accessible mountains in the world over 18,000 feet. Most are very, very challenging. And like in the middle of the Himalayas, very hard to access. But one, Mount Kilimanjaro, is very easy to access. And it's located in Tanzania, Africa. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I get shivers just hearing this story. Okay, keep going. I love it. Okay, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so as soon as my dad hung up the phone, he was like, "This this is it. Like, God has answered Lucy's prayers. Like, we have to go to Africa. Um, like the, our story just converged right there. So when he said that, we didn't know how we were going to afford it or exactly what we were going to do yet. But around the same time, like about a month later, a woman from Waterstep, which is a nonprofit organization that manufactures safe water technology for the developing world, came to speak to my youth group at my church and educate us about the world water crisis. So that night I came home and I was super excited. Um, I told my parents that God had shown me a way to help out Faith in her village, that this company could, I thought, could be the answer to all of my prayers. So we visited Waterstep headquarters, uh, which was less than five miles away from my home in Louisville, Kentucky, like literally on my doorstep. And they taught us how to install Um, their M100 chlorinator, which is their water purifier, into a rural village. And their chlorinator is able to supply up to 2,000 people a day with safe drinking water. So the following January, my family and I took an M100 chlorinator in a little backpack. It's super small, super transportable. And we brought it with us to Faith's Village, which is called a Triri Village in Uganda. And we also went and climbed, me and my dad summited uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. So we were able to go to Denali. So two amazing goals accomplished right there. Yeah, but more than anything, going to Africa just showed me, like, when you're a 13-year-old and you're like preteens, it's often a lot of times that I've just seen people like girls and young girls and boys turn away from God to begin to start asking all these questions. Like you're told your whole life to believe, but sometimes there's doubts, you know, and I was having uh, my own doubts. But after, after this amazing story, like after God put all these intricate pieces together and connected everything, 
like I I knew this could not be a coincidence. I knew that God was real and I've never doubted a second since since then. So I I not only really the story affirmed my faith, but also I learned that the helping to solve the world's water crisis was my calling. After seeing how much these this community was affected by these this water chlorinator, how it changed their lives, I knew that this is what I wanted to do with my life and that God was calling me um, to to this purpose. So ever since that day, I have used my gifts uh, and every opportunity I can to further this calling. Um, I've climbed mountains to raise awareness and money for water projects. I've led water step shoe drives in my school and local businesses and started an Etsy shop um, where I sell sweatshirts to generate funds for safe water. So whatever areas I can think of, I tried to, to further this cause. And that led me sophomore year to decide that I wanted to graduate a semester early to return to Kenya and Uganda to learn as much as possible about the water needs before I began begin college, actually this upcoming fall, um, at the University of Southern California to pursue a degree in public policy and social entrepreneurship. Because I really think that these um, this major and minor will be a pathway so I can become an influential global policy leader in the water mm-hmm. sector. That's what I decided I wanted to do with my life <laughs> after this trip. So it was absolutely amazing to be able to return to Kenya and Uganda and visit Faith and the village again and just see God at work through so many different people in this beautiful place. So there were a few times in your story that I actually had to mute myself because of my gasping and (laughs) I was getting teary. I heard you say things like, um, talking about your parents, your mom and your dad, uh, which just, you know, triggers these points of the amount of influence that people in this world can have on someone who becomes a world changer, a risk taker, a policy maker. It makes me actually want to get in touch with your mom and see if I can talk to her on a follow-up podcast. And I also heard just this small thing this lovely family adventure finding the high point in Kentucky became a launching point for all of these adventures that you're doing now. And through that, this faith and belief that the Lord was orchestrating it all for his glory. Um, Just an incredible story, Lucy, and I feel like we're just at the beginning of your story because you are leaving in just a few weeks, less, less than two weeks or maybe two weeks exactly, to head to Nepal. Tell us what you're going to do there. Yeah, so I am home from Africa for, you are right, exactly two weeks today. Um, and then I will be leaving for Nepal to attempt to become the youngest American woman to reach the summit of Mount Everest. 
And my ultimate goal is actually to set the world record as the youngest woman to complete the Explorer's Grand Slam. So if we can just take a moment and pause on what you said, the youngest American woman to reach the summit of Mount Everest. Mount Everest for anyone would feel like an outrageous goal. And you're attempting to not only summit it, but to become the youngest American woman. And that that woman piece, because we are a rise, a women's ministry, I want to talk about that that piece a little bit later. Uh, but so many of our listeners might not know what these goals are. So the seven summits, if you can tell us what that is, and the Explorers Grand Slam, these are two really big achievements you have your eyes on, and you're a contender to set records. Go ahead and tell us what those are. Yeah, so the seven summits are the highest mountains in each of the seven continents. So to date, I have climbed four of them. Um, I have summited the highest mountain in Europe and North America, South America, and also Africa, which was actually Mount Kilimanjaro. So, um, so in two weeks, I'll be leaving to climb Mount Everest, which is the highest mountain in Asia and also the highest mountain in the world. Um, and that takes anywhere from 50, or 45 to 60 days to climb. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so you have to go up and down uh, like several times just to acclimatize. So really, it's like climbing Everest like four times. But um, once your body's ready, then you can attempt to reach the top. So it's really necessary. But the Explorer's Grand Slam is climbing the seven summits plus skiing to the last degree of the North and South Poles. And this is really known as the ultimate mountaineering achievement. Less than 100 people worldwide have completed this feat, and fewer than 20 have been women. So this has really inspired me a lot to join these few amazing women. And my goal is to become the youngest of them to complete the Explorer's Grand Slam. And I'm hoping to do this by next April. So you have um, a year. A year yes. to accomplish this goal. Okay. Yeah. The youngest woman is 20. So technically I have two years, but since I'm going to be going into USC and I'm actually going to be running track and cross country there. So I know I'll have other commitments that will just grow the longer I wait. So I'm really trying to, um, to get it done as soon as I can. <laughs> But um, I also, I just wanted to explain mountaineering a little bit more. Because yeah, please do. This is so new to so many of us. Yeah, yeah. Mountaineering is a very obscure sport. It's, it's not a very popular one, especially for young girls. You see like no girls in the mountains. So it has been growing in recent years, which has been amazing to see. But the average person does not know much about mountain climbing. So I'd say the main thing that you need to know is that in the mountains, there are absolutely no guarantees. Um, and climbing is really, an, more than any other sport, in God's hands. God is in control of your fate in the mountains. And this ha has been a very hard, um, hard concept for me to accept because 
I don't like to fail. I mean, I don't think anyone does, but I like, I really go after goals head on and I want to succeed. But the first time I failed to summit a mountain was actually Denali, right after I had climbed Kilimanjaro my first time when I was 13. Up to that point, I had always known failure was a possibility, but it had never been my reality. Um, and my father and I had reached the summit of 49 other state high points on our first attempt, which looking back is actually really amazing and rare. Mm-hmm. But like any failure, like after I had invested so much time and effort into Denali, I had gone all the way to Africa to climb Kilimanjaro and the mountain itself, Denali takes 21 days to climb. Um, and that can vary. But for me and my dad, we were on the mountain for 21 days. So it was really heartbreaking to not make it to the top. And after that, really like this crisis of purpose kind of unfolded uh, within me. And I was questioning, like, why am I enduring all of this pain um, when success isn't guaranteed? Sometimes it's not even probable on these bigger mountains. Mm-hmm. So I really, I was really harboring a lot of resentment and I wrestled with this question of, do I really want to climb anymore? Um, But throughout this time, I just knew that God had given me this gift and I didn't understand why. I couldn't see his purpose because we rarely can, but I knew that he had a purpose and I would say to myself this this quote that I don't know who said it, but whoever did, I give major props to them. They said, your ability is God's gift to you, but what you do with your gift is your gift back to God. Hmm. So I just knew that there was a, there's a higher purpose to my gift. So I had to just let go of my control and truly learn to trust God's plan, even when his plan was for me to fail. I had to Mm. trust that that was all part of his plan. So I really realized that my purpose now is no longer to summit mountains, but to rely on him, to push my limits to the point where he must take over. And that in my weakness is really where his strength can shine. Mm, that's beautiful, Lucy. That that quote, your ability is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift back to God. And it reminds me of Ephesians 2.10. Let me just find that for a minute. I'd love to read. Actually, I'll start even in um, verse 8. For God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God salvation, the ultimate gift, right, is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And so you are someone who sees your gift. And, you know, I think your athleticism is probably some of the gift, Lucy, and your faith is a whole lot of it too. And when I think back to who we are at Arise and what we long to do is to equip women with biblical truth 
um, these resources, the ability to study the words so that they are empowered to live radically for Christ's glory. And you are doing that. You are an example of this radical living. Um, You have said your ability is God's gift to you and also that it's not about breaking records. I read this quote from you. It's not about breaking records. It's about pushing limits. I want you to tell us a little more about that. So um, oftentimes we ask people, what is your why, right? We all have different gifts. We all have different ways to serve or raise awareness. What is the why behind all of your climbing, adventuring, setting goals, breaking records? So why is it that you work so hard to push these limits? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So if I could choose one word to describe me, it would be an adventurer. I love exploring new places, new peoples, learning new things. And this is especially true when it comes to myself. And I really feel closest to God when I'm pushing my limits. Many people refer to this as being like out of your comfort zone. And when I am out of my comfort zone, when I reach what I perceive as the limit to my physical, mental, and spiritual self, that's really when God can take control and fill me with his strength and power. And I know that my flesh is weak, but he is strong. So alone, I know I could never accomplish what I have. But with God, anything is possible. And seeing that, seeing his work through me is so empowering. It gives me so much fulfillment. And I think that's also why God made me so small. Uh, I'm 5'3 and 105 pounds. So when you see me, I'm like stand out in a crowd, especially in the mountains, which is a sport dominated by men twice my size and strength. So... When people see me, they just assume I'm weak, that I'm going to be the weak link. But it's like when God made Samson weak uh, by cutting off all his hair so that when he toppled those towers, there was no doubt it was God. Um, God wants everyone to know that it's only through him that I could climb to these heights. So that I I really thank him for my size, Mm -hmm. honestly, uh, for my weakness. God has given me this gift, not for the purpose of setting records, I know that now, but to further his kingdom by raising money and awareness to save his children from chronic suffering of drinking water that's contaminated and that will ultimately cause diseases and death. And I know that humans have really like made this most for themselves, but it's it's up to us to also to to really just be committed to each other and fixing it. So not only has he called me to use my gift to uh, to help with the water crisis, but also, as you said, to inspire others mm-hmm. to trust that God is their strength. That's something I have always driven to do. And my life mantra is that limits are perceived, like you said, um, because with God, you can do so much more than you ever thought 
was possible. Mm. And my prayer is that through my example of being faithful and living out this mantra, that others will challenge their limits to discover God's strength and power within them. Hmm. Well said that others will challenge their limits. And you spoke many times uh, about you being this small, petite girl, um, and you are able to do things as much as men twice your size and your strength. And that is an inspiration. It's an inspiration to me. And I feel like we have a lot of women listening who might be thinking, well, this is incredible. What Lucy is doing is incredible. I could never climb mountains. I can't run long distances. I wouldn't be able to push limits like that. I just couldn't do what she does. And it's not like we expect every woman to climb mountains, but in a very generalized sense, there are mountains out there, right? That we can, with faith and strength, and when the Lord lays them on our hearts, we can do things beyond our human capabilities. And so what would you say to women in particular right now, maybe even young women in particular, uh, both young and old women who might be listening? (laughs) Yeah, the bottom line is maybe you can't, but he can. And you're you're not alone. Like I said, I could never accomplish what I have through my own strength. And many times at the beginning of a long day of hiking ahead of me, I look down at this huge backpack that seems like it's bigger than me, and I feel so hopeless. And I think, how in the world am I going to lift this, let alone carry it on my back for an entire day? But I just, I don't let those types of doubts and fears creep in because when I do, I know that they're the devil's attacks on my mind and that he's trying to limit God's strength through you. But even when it seems impossible, I lift my backpack onto my back and start hiking And with each step, he gives me the strength for another. Mm. And I know, Lisa, you're about to climb to or travel to Tanzania to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, your first big mountain. Um, And I know it's a small one for you, but it's quite terrifying for me. (laughs) No, it it was very big just a few years ago. So it is terrifying. It can be terrifying doing anything new. So, but I know that that you're called to Africa for a purpose and that when you go into the mountains in Africa, you should be ready to be challenged in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has, he has a purpose for you, a great purpose. Um, and if I could give any advice for your climbing um, to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, but also for everyone is that we all have mountains to climb. And some are physical, others are emotional, mental, or spiritual. But don't look at the entire mountain. Hmm. Just look at one step at a time and trust God for the next. Because trusting is really belief in action. Hmm. Yeah. And if we if we truly trust God as we say we do, our actions will show it. So when times get tough and they will on the mountain, especially on summit day, they will get tough. 
But just remember Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And for young girls um, and women of any age, these three words I would hold close in your heart and your prayers, they're trust, passion, and perseverance. Mm. Well, thank you for this encouragement, Lucy. I am scared. I'm scared about the altitude sickness. You know, I'm someone who thinks I can push myself through just about anything. And then when I hear that they check your oxygen and they decide for you really whether you can make it on that summit day or make that yeah. push, mm-hmm. it just feels overwhelming to to go that long journey to spend all of those days and all of that money and then not make it. So I very much appreciate you. And it means a lot coming from someone who has done this before and who has relied on the Lord. I would never have considered myself a mountain climber, (laughs) but I find myself in places I never would have expected to raise awareness. You're raising awareness for the water crisis around the world. And in my travels, I have seen that. And so thank you for being a young woman who sees, who knows, and who is not just pushing that away, but wants to ignite change and push those limits. And so I'm raising money and awareness for human trafficking, modern day slavery, particularly of women and children. And um, you said these three words, trust, passion, perseverance. I feel like I'm going to be repeating those words when I'm attempting my summit. So um, tell us more if you can about these trust, passion, perseverance. Um, So starting with trust, you really have to learn how to trust God with your actions. Um, Push your perceived limits of yourself past what you think is possible and you will experience God's strength and power within you. You really will, especially in the mountains. And just always remember that God's promise to you started in stated in Deuteronomy 3, 8. The Lord himself goes before you mm. and will be with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. So do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Mm. And moving to passion, passion is essential. You have to find your passion, your calling from God. And he be- made each one of us with a special purpose and gave us unique gifts to enable us to accomplish this purpose. So just listening to him, praying to him, and just always being ready for your purpose, being prepared that God is going to bring people into your life and reveal to you your purpose. So you just have to be ready to trust him and to take action when you find it. Uh, because without passion, this life is so dull. <laughs> you will you'll never find what you truly are called to do. Mm-hmm. And perseverance is it, it takes dedication and hard work mm-hmm. and trusting in God's timing. And this it will like it will give you this deep commitment for passion for long term success. My grandfather always told me that life is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm. So you just 
have to hold on to to Bible verses. That's what I, in the mountains, I just repeat different verses in my head. And Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 is one of those that I that I hold dear in my heart in the mountains, which is trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Yeah, amen. And it's especially true, like in the mountains, how you said that sometimes you don't get to decide if you go up or not. Sometimes it's other people deciding for you, which is so challenging but that you just have to trust that it's it's God working through those people to give your life direction, that he has his, a perfect plan. Mm-hmm. So in closing, I just wanted to say thank you uh, for having me on this podcast today uh, because it's this is the first time I've ever gotten to share my story with God in the center. So I was really excited to do that and um, a little nervous, a little scared. Mm. It's scary to share your faith sometime, but I've been wanting to do this for a really long time. So thank you and all the listeners for giving me that opportunity. Mm. Yeah, Lucy, I, I was actually contacted by someone. Someone was talking about you, just speaking the world of you and your faith. And that you have not had a lot of opportunities to share the faith side as you are traveling and raising this, these, um, raising awareness about water issues. And this has been an honor for me. I think it will definitely be an honor for listeners to hear how your faith has shaped the Miss AO Day, God's mission for your life. Um, And so I just want listeners to know information about Lucy and these goals. They will be on our website. Check out this page with the podcast on it. And you can read more about Lucy's uh, many accomplishments, including uh, this one's an interesting one, her failure on her first attempt on Denali. There's an incredible yeah. article about that that we'll include. And to learn more about Lucy and follow her adventures, she has a website, lucyclimbs.com, and we'll have that on the website as well. And Lucy, will it, will we be able to, uh, will you post from there? Or how do we find out how you're doing at Everest? Yeah, posting is a little iffy in the mountains. Yeah, so I've climbed some mountains that have had amazing internet, some that have not had any internet. So I mostly use Instagram, and I have also been getting used to TikTok as well. I don't know if anyone uses that, but Instagram, Facebook, I will try to post as much as I can. And If I can't, I will at least try to send photos to my mom and hopefully she'll be able to do that. So that should be getting getting lots of updates, a good feed. And then I also use YouTube to document my travels, but that'll be really, that's more after the fact because I have to upload the video and usually there's not enough Wi-Fi to do that. So for the whole story. Yes, we would love to be able to follow along. So any of those handles that you can pass along to us, I'll put those on the website too. And I just want to speak to the women listening. You know, um, I just believe in togetherness and encouragement 
and helping a girl out. You know, us girls got to stick together. And there are ways that you can help Lucy. So you can help her uh, fund some of these water projects by purchasing a sweatshirt on her Etsy shop. I have the navy blue one in my cart right now. I love it. It's super cute. So I'm going to be rocking that. And you can also help Lucy fund her upcoming Everest trip. These things are expensive. And it's true that she's doing this to fulfill some personal goals, uh, which we're, we're really proud of. I want people to have passion and pursue goals. And I would love to see you, Lucy, be the youngest woman to achieve this Grand Slam this adventurer's grand slam. And so there is a GoFundMe page set up for Lucy. Um, She committed to this trip on faith that God would provide the funds to cover it. So if that is something that you feel led to support, that link will be on our website as well. And so Lucy, thank you for being an example of what Arise is trying to do, right? Women who are rooted in the word and love Jesus and live radically in their own way, the way that the Lord has called them to uh, for his purpose. It was an honor talking to you today. Thank you so much. It was amazing talking to you as well. And I hope I'll be back at some point um, after having climbed Everest. Absolutely. We look forward to it. Thanks for listening to Arise Online. We encourage you to find more resources, articles, and free downloads by visiting our website, ariseministriescollective.org. We'd also love it if you left us a positive review here on iTunes and through our social media platforms. Every like, comment, and endorsement helps us reach more women for Christ's glory. If you liked what you heard today, consider helping us keep this ministry alive by making a tax-deductible donation through our website. We appreciate you listening and are grateful for your part in the Arise Collective.